Welcome to the Tax Sale Podcast, where tax sale investing is made easy. I'm Casey Dimon, a tax sale veteran, expert, and trainer, author of the Tax Sale Playbook, founder of the Tax Sale Academy, and your host right here on the Tax Sale Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And as always, at the conclusion of this podcast, if you're looking to learn more about investing in tax faulted real estate, be sure to head to taxcellacademy.com. Again, that's taxcellacademy.com. All right, guys, today we're talking about investing in multiple states, investing in a new state. If you follow me for any period of time, then you know my story. If not, let me recap it very quickly for you to set the tone for this podcast. Back in 2002 is when I started in real estate. After being an agent for a little while, one thing led to another, and I began investing in tax-defaulted real estate. I did very, very well investing in my hometown, but eventually... My investments and my income became capped. There were only so many properties that were offered in my hometown. Then I began to eventually expand to another county, then another and another. Eventually, I realized that I needed to go out of state in order to see the level of success that I desired. So one year in early June, I hopped on a plane and I went to Oklahoma. I bought some properties there. Ended up selling those very quickly and doing quite well. Then I was off to Mississippi, then Michigan, then Arizona, then Texas, then many other states over the years. As you might know, my favorite and most successful investment strategy is to cherry pick the most profitable properties for me. And this meant from going to state to state to state, I had a lot of properties that I could cherry pick from. Now, this doesn't mean that they'll be the most profitable properties for everybody, but they are the most profitable properties for me based on my personal investment objectives in that specific area. Now, obviously, I'm not going to get involved in like a huge remodel job on the other side of the country where you can make lots of money because that's just a hassle and you have to hire people and all that good stuff. So instead, if it's on the other side of the country, I might just get a few lots, flip those lots, get in, get out. So my investment objectives do vary from one area to the next. So my experience with all these different states has led me to where I am today. I've invested in countless states and I've held an interest in over a thousand properties. Now I do still attend auctions in my hometown from time to time, but the large majority of the properties that I purchased are from out of state even to this day. I get emails, Facebook comments, YouTube messages all the time that say something along the lines of, Will this work in Texas? Will this work in Pennsylvania? Will it work in Arizona? Will it work wherever? Here's the deal. Tax sale investing works in some fashion in every single state. Every single state and every single county rely on taxes that are created by real estate in order to meet their operating budgets. You know the stuff that pays for things like police service, firefighters, schools, parks, roads, bridges, libraries, the list goes on and on and on. If someone fails to pay their taxes, the county is forced to do something because they rely on that tax money to go towards their operating budgets. Now, as we discuss, what exactly they do can vary from one area to the next. They might use a tax lien system, they might use a tax deed system, they might use a redeemable deed system, or maybe even just a hybrid system. Whatever the specific type of system they use, it has one primary purpose, and that is to return that property to the tax roll as a tax revenue producing parcel. It's not so you or I can make a million dollars, it's so they can collect their taxes so they can fund their budget. 
you or I making money off the system is simply a byproduct. So again, where does tax on investing work? It works in every single place that there is at least one person who has failed to timely pay their real estate taxes, which, of course, is going to be every single county in the country. With that said, some areas might not meet your specific investment objectives as well as other areas. Some areas might not have as many properties, or perhaps they might not have the specific properties that you're looking for. Some areas might be jam-packed with crazy competition. Some areas might just have horrible economies that you don't want to get involved in. Hopefully you get the point. While tax on investment can work in every area, one area might not meet your expectations for it. And that's why we invest in multiple states. So how do we do it? I know you understand the laws in your state. You understand the market in your state or in your area, and it's super convenient to you. And the drive-bys, they're very easy. I get it. But eventually, you need to step outside of your comfort zone. So let me discuss the five-step process of venturing into other states. Now, before you move into another state, you need to figure out your investment objectives. What exactly do you want to accomplish? What do you want to invest in? Do you want to buy and sell properties, or are you more of a passive type investor who just wants to invest in tax liens and earn interest. This will obviously cut your choices of states down by roughly 50%. Liens are better for some individuals and tax deeds are better for others. And there's no right or wrong investment strategy. You just have to figure out what works best for you. Maybe it's a combination of the two of them. Something else to think about is how much capital you have to invest. If you have $500, it's probably not wise to invest in a state that's a thousand miles away from you. So the first step is to figure out your investment objectives and then choose your next state based on those objectives. Once you figure out the ideal state, determine if it's viable to invest in that state. Do a quick Google search and look at a few of their tax sale auction lists. You might even need to do a little baseline research to figure out exactly what's being sold. And do this for multiple counties, of course. Don't just look at one county and base your entire opinion on that state on just that one county. So look at multiple counties. What you're looking at here is a selection of properties. If there's only two properties in that county and every other county in that state, guess what? It's probably not a good state for you. You also need to take a look at the specific property types and then confirm that your investment objectives are met. Perhaps you want to invest in only single family homes and there's only vacant land that is available at the tax sale auctions. Obviously, this will become an issue for you. So figure out the selection and then determine if it's even practical or viable to invest in that state. Once you determine that a state meets your objectives and that it has a decent selection, it's time to research the laws in depth. It might be a tax deed state or a tax lien state. And while the process is very, very similar, every state does have minor differences. This could include the time of year when the properties are sold, how many properties are sold, the interest rates or the minimum bid amounts, and all sorts of other requirements, processes, standards, procedures, that kind of stuff. This is also the time you want to read through the laws in this state and really start to understand those laws, no matter how boring or mundane they might seem to you. It's also the time to read through the rules in these specific counties that you're thinking about investing in. Outside of the state guidelines, many counties have very specific rules that must be followed. Once you've read through both the state laws and the local rules, decide if it's still the place for you. Usually it will be, 
but sometimes you might need to put the brakes on a little bit and adjust to another area. After you confirm the area, it's time to figure out the local market. The best thing to do is the same way that you figured out your hometown market. Be involved in that market. Now, I'm not like saying to go join the PTA or something, but be actively researching that next potential market. Listen to what the market is doing. Know which areas are the best areas, the worst areas, which homes are selling, which homes are not selling, where the new construction is, where the new Starbucks is going, all that kind of stuff. The odds are, in your local hometown market, you're probably pretty familiar with the real estate market. Here's what it boils down to. If you have seen any success at all in your local market, and you're as familiar to that remote market as you are to your local market, then you'll be successful. So if you know everything you can about your local market, and you know just as much about that market that is across the country, you're going to see success there. Sure, it might take you some time to know all the street names and that type of stuff, but the internet is a very, very powerful research tool, and it can really expedite this process of familiarizing yourself with a market that's not local to you. In short, know everything you can about every market that you invest in prior to investing in it. And then lastly, the fifth step is to move forward. Once you've dialed in everything that we've discussed up to this point, it's time to press forward. Logistics can be a very difficult part of the process that a lot of people really have a, a tough time figuring out. So it's important to think about this type of stuff well ahead of time so you aren't panicked the week of the auction. Do you need to travel to the area to bid? If so, can you attend multiple auctions on that same week to make the travel expense more beneficial? Exactly when are the auctions? Go ahead and put those dates on your calendar. What type of team will you need to assemble in that area? Go ahead and start assembling that team or at least have their information ready to go on speed dial. Think about everything, all the benefits, all the knowledge, all the resources that you have in your local market right now where you're hopefully comfortable in investing in and then start putting those same resources, those same training and knowledge into action in another market far from you. And this might take time, it might take effort, but I promise you, it'll help make you a much more successful investor when you finally do start investing in that remote market. Guys, I wanna make it clear that investing out of area can certainly have its challenges, but it can also have its many, many countless advantages. If you decide to press forward, put in the work and the effort to invest out of area, you'll eventually see much greater success than you would have just sticking to your hometown market. So again, when it comes to investing out of area or out of state, figure out your investment objectives, determine if that new area is viable, research the laws, research the local market, and then press forward. Guys, that's it for today's podcast. If you like more information on investing in tax-faulted real estate, including trainings on how you can take advantage of investing in out-of-state markets, be sure to visit us over at TaxAllAcademy.com. That's TaxAllAcademy.com. And guys, before I close out this podcast today, I'd like to ask a very quick favor from you. We provide lots and lots of completely free training for you guys to help you get started towards tax sell success on our podcast, on YouTube, on Facebook, and over on our website. And all that we ask in return is that you leave us a positive or five-star review just to let us know that you are enjoying this content and you're finding it useful. Take care, guys, and make it a successful day. Bye-bye.